Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to a new Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Carlos Otao. This is this is your swan song I'm for the time being. Absolutely. Unless you unless you like knock Robert off or well, something. Well, like you that. know, we're 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 thinking about some changes and you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm enjoying this. May, I, may <laughs> I suggest, just as a management technique, that you probably want to do that off the podcast. Oh, oh yes, yes. Before yes, yes, you yes. do it on the podcast, so, I, I mean, just yes. I don't know. The good news is, is that Robert isn't going to hear this for several weeks, so he's not going to be losing any sleep. <laughs> oh, so you've got between time. now and then. Oh, you've got lead time. I, I, I had absolutely, thought of that. absolutely. So, so he, that's, that's why you're the so leader, I'm, and I'm just the talent. <laughs> you know, very good. You've got headroom. This is the last episode we're recording at the Association of Government Accountants Professional Development Training. Yes. We're in New Orleans, and we've been here for a couple of days, and it seems like weeks on the podcast because it has been weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, unless you do something that I'm not aware of, (laughs) Robert will be back uh, again on the next episode. Happy to welcome Amy Edwards, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Accounting Policy and Financial Transparency at the Treasury Department. Nice to see you. Yes, thanks for having me. Happy to do it. You're really just elbow deep in data, and we were talking before we started recording that you have an interesting perspective on that. Let's start now with what your portfolio looks like at the Treasury mm-hmm. Department, then we'll connect it later to what you did before you got there because great. it's really a, a great, great connection. I think. Yes. Um, so I am at the department, the main department, um, and I'm working, uh, leading, working closely with OMB, leading a lot of the transformation efforts that we're seeing across federal financial management. And so under my office, I oversee the data, I oversee the Data Act implementation, USA spending, all the accounting policy and data standards for federal financial management across the government, um, the financial report of the U.S. government, so the, the robust document that pulls in data from over 150 agencies, a very robust uh, statement that we put out every year, oversee all of our shared services, and so uh, that's it's all the good work that we're doing across Treasury to support the whole of the government, and the new QSMO, the Quality Service Management Office and and our work uh, to uh, try to reform some of those legacy systems that really need to be updated and working closely with OMB and the rest of the federal agencies on that. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, working closely with Treasury's Office of Financial Innovation and Transformation and all of our exploration around how technology can really improve the operations of financial management across the government and testing out new technologies and taking the best advantage of them in the work that we do. So we've been working a lot on, on all, I oversee those areas, but we're also really focused on how, you know, at the core of what we're trying to do is, is the data. And so that's my passion. It's what I've been working on for, for about 20 years and at the federal, state, and local level, trying to make sure that folks use information, all this very valuable information that sometimes is locked away in these antiquated systems and bringing it together in a common framework so that we can access it and use it to create value for the public. So as you've been executing, what, what are some good examples of the way data was is now being used that it maybe wasn't you know, before the Data Act? Yeah, so the Data Act passed in 2014, and it was really the first effort to try to bring together data from different management functions under one common framework so that we could actually get better use out of the information. So, you know, if you looked at some of our spending reports that we have out there, and Treasury publishes a lot of different financial reports, whether it's a daily Treasury statement, a monthly Treasury statement, we now run USA Spending, we have this financial report. It's a lot of information, but it's all kind of slightly different terms 
slightly different standards and and different accounting rules that are applied to each of those reports. That makes it hard for the public or oversight or Congress to be able to understand that information sometimes and and, and get the full picture. And Mm -hmm. so that's what the Data Act was trying to do. It was bringing together information from the budget standards, the financial area, procurement, grants, those would include loans, all the uh, the financial assistance that we distribute across the country, bringing that all together in a common framework and making it accessible on a a public website so that that it's easily consumable. And we we really took a different approach in the development of that new site, usaspending.gov, which which user-centered, human-centered design. I think it's a really good example of the type of uh, website we can provide to the public to provide better transparency. You see right up front, we spend $4 trillion a year. You know, you can really drill in and see where Congress appropriates it all the way down to where it meets the needs of the community. And I think I'm really proud of the work that we've done to implement that. You mentioned earlier the uh, difficulty of getting some data out of some antiquated systems. How important is the broader IT modernization effort across government to that, or is it kind of being overcome by events, at least as far as data goes, because of how aggressive agencies are being at trying to extract data from wherever it is and be able to mash it up together? I I think there's a balance. I think technology can certainly enable some of that data to get unlocked and out of systems that are antiquated. Um, We're we're doing a lot of that within Treasury to try to bring together all of the data sets that we have across just fiscal to be able to access it and use it to create value. But I do think there are limitations. Um, In in long term, we need to look at how our systems are designed. They need to have a standards. We've been working uh, to uh, develop government-wide financial systems that can be the basis for how systems are developed so that we can have standard systems across all federal agencies so that makes the data interoperable in a way that will be important long term. Mm -hmm. I think there are short term fixes, but I do think that we need to make those investments and changes to have that, you know, to meet the long term needs that we have and to stop with manual transactions. I think CFOs across government today are spending a lot of their time overseeing, you know, the, the manual nature of a lot of the reporting that's going on and also overseeing these antiquated systems, which are very time consuming. I think a lot of that could be centralized and standard and I think Treasury is, is happy to be leading that work. And I think um, over time, you know, we want CFOs spending their, their, their days using information, informing decision-making, responding to, to inquiries from senior leaders to help us make better decisions and, and, and uh, improve service mm-hmm. and outcomes. So you hit, you hit a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, which is shared services, uh-huh. right? I mean, that's a, that's a way to get rid of legacy systems, get to standardization. But the government's been trying to do this for 20 years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And we've, I, you know, from my perspective, you know, how are we going to break through that barrier? We still have upwards of 160, 180 instances of financial management systems, mm-hmm. right? No, no corporation, I, and, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to do that, is going to have that many financial systems. So what, what do you think that thing is now with the new um, uh, president's management agenda? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what things can we do to drive that? Yeah, so I'm, you know, I think we have been in working on shared services for many years at Treasury uh, and been part of that you know, legacy of, of, of efforts over the years to try to consolidate and, and streamline the number of systems we have across government. I think this time's a little bit different because we're really focusing on what are the goals we're trying to achieve here. And you know, those really we were focused on and getting consensus on that. And then 
evaluating where we are. And, you know, for very large agencies, maybe it's consolidating internally and getting the fewer number of instances of systems we even within yeah. one of these very large agencies mm -hmm. that we have across government. That's progress. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe they're not ready to move mm -hmm. to a shared service environment, but maybe streamlining mm -hmm. them down and getting consolidation amongst the agencies is, is, right. is, is great. So I think we're focused really as we're thinking about the, the, the new quality service management office for financial management on some, some key goals and objectives, which are standardizing all of the business processes and data across the various systems. Whether, you know, you have your own, you know, I mean, I think yeah. getting that level would be mm -hmm. a big step forward. And then reducing the operation and maintenance costs. So as every agency is looking on their upgrades and everything, really focusing on that objective. Modernize and automating the processes, adopting technology through automation or other, getting rid of that manual transactions, looking up for ways to do that, and really measuring the customer satisfaction with the, with the shared services or consolidations efforts, and, and ultimately on the new service management office, to make sure that we're taking that customer-focused approach to how we're delivering shared services and also supporting the agencies through the service management office that we're standing up. So I think getting consensus on the goals and measuring and tracking our progress based on those goals to reduce the cost and the standard processes and data will get us further and we can track that progress and see more success over time. It's a team sport, right? Yes. You have to get all that whole CFO community and everybody yes. on the same team. Yes. Uh, and goals really do drive behavior. So yes. I'm looking forward to Yes, that's, that's that. where we're focused. Yeah. I mean, not that we haven't had goals in the past, mm -hmm. but I really think upfront focusing on that is really where we've been where we're, where we're starting from. <laughs> when this first rolled out, I referred to them as Quizmos because yep. I thought it sounded kind of like the subway. <laughs> and I noticed that your uh, colleague, yeah, yes, I know, your I know. colleague Dave Liebrich uh, was here earlier today uh, for the television show, mm -hmm. and he used Quizmos too. And I thought, mm -hmm. well, I guess my, I guess my idea didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the idea behind that, what, what's been the uptake on that? Are are people doing it because OMB says this is how we're going to do it? Or are they doing it because they see the value in what you're going to be I, able I to think offer? That, I think that they see the value. You know, I mean, I, as I mentioned earlier, CFOs are spending a lot of their time managing their systems. They know they're outdated. They're very costly to operate. It takes significant investment for upgrades, and they're looking for a better way. Mm -hmm. And I think that the that the, the QSMO really does provide that opportunity for us to adopt software as a service in the cloud. I mean, a new modern approach to how we, um, you know, manage the, those systems across government. And I think folks are really ready for that. You know, when you talk about standardization, one of the things that, that I, as I take a step back and look what's going on now with emerging technologies like robotics, um, th that could in some ways impede the standardization, the process, etc. And, you know, because then you're just automating each of these processes across a, a disparate um, set of systems. And so, mm -hmm. How could you also play in, in looking at how emerging technologies are applied to also drive the goals at the same time? Yeah, I um, think that we should look at how we can uh, adopt and advance those kinds of technologies uh, in the short term and do it. Um, you know, we've explored a number of pilots at Treasury and are working with a number of agencies. Mm -hmm. So if we can get some, some, some automation in place mm -hmm. that others can leverage... Um, then we'll have more consistency in that approach and it yeah. can fold into the longer term plans for the QSMO as part of that. So, you know, you know, 
Francis, one of the things that I like to say is that, um, you know, when we start having the bots do it, you've already outsourced, Mm -hmm. right, to a bot. So why why wouldn't you just go to full-fledged shared service? Like, at that point, you've already decided that you're going to have so. It's a bridge toward getting to where we want to be long-term, where we, as we modernize all of those systems, um, it can be a tool to help, you know, sustain Mm -hmm. the cost, reduce the cost, and and support while we make those transitions. They take time. Because it's been a mindset, right? It's a mindset shift. I think that's a lot of what holds back, you know, the, I want to see the blinking light on my own system. You know, hopefully, I think you're right that the robotics and things like that are going to change change the mindset. Yes, I, I think um, someone was telling me recently in one of the agencies that we're working with that they were able to automate utilizing bots in order to, you know, move some of their more manual transactions. And now they've been able to move those staff on to creating a data analytics functions within that agency. So that that's the kind of shift that we want to see where we're, you know, moving from instead of just copying, pasting and doing manual transactions, moving into how we use information and reskilling those those resources into that higher value activities uh, yep. and, and really being able to use information to help us mm-hmm. solve some of the problems we're facing in government. And you mentioned the president's management agenda earlier, Carla. That's exactly the low value to high value element of that that OMB's getting at that's really that's a textbook example of what they're talking about exactly mm-hmm. so i mean we're i mean we've laid out a vision for federal financial management that's very complementary to the goals and objectives of uh, the president's management agenda and modernizing and using data is at the heart of all of that work because it's the right thing to do right. for the government mm-hmm. so it's it's very consistent through all of our reform initiatives yeah where are you with some of this stuff uh, the Cusmo stood up what within the last I want to say month and a half or two months. In April, Treasury was uh, pre-designated as the Financial okay. Management uh, Quality Service Management Office Cusmo. Uh-huh. Uh, we will be we're working right now on developing a, an implementation plan that we will be sharing with OMB uh, this fall, and then hopefully getting the uh, the designation officially. So we're in the planning phase right now and and uh, ready to get to work in the long term. At what point will you be able to go to an agency and say we've got? something, whatever that something is, a deliverable, or or to be able to say, we're ready to coordinate with you on finding out what your needs are, meeting those needs. And well, so you know, on. Treasury has been the financial management line of business owner and setting standards, and, and and we've been providing centralized services to many agencies, you know, across government for many years. So, yeah. you know, agencies often seek our input on their systems and their and their long-term plans. So we're, we, you know, we're always been in that advisory kind of role. But, um, you know, this fall we will be working with OMB once we get a, an agreed-upon plan in place about how we're going to set up a, a marketplace for financial management and these shared solutions. We will be rolling that out to the agencies and, of course, getting their input along the way. So, so this that'll is be not, this fall, I Yeah, this is not something that's way off in the future. You've got, yeah, you've we're, got we're a plan We're working on a plan right now, and we're going to share it with OMB, and then we'll, we'll take their direction from there. Well, I know that OMB is anxious to move on all mm-hmm. of these. All four of yes. these, not just the one at Treasury, but right. what do you think will be the big stumbling blocks, if any? What will be the things that will be the hardest rocks for you to pick up and move? You know, I think figuring out how all of the different QSMOs, you know, we've designated one for um, the, the HR line of business, one for grants, one for, um, um, I guess, Homeland Security um Cybersecurity, all those kind of you know, security initiatives. Yeah. Figuring out, especially with grants and HR in the kind of management lines of business, how um, you know those will be interoperable and how our standards will work together. I think thinking through an administrative model for all of the standards that we have across government is a challenge, and how we and we de- and we develop systems that you know these are not isolated things. These no. all have to work together, and so thinking through that, we have been coordinating together 
uh, across the, the different management functions to try to think through that. And GSA has been a part of that leadership. So we're really trying to work together to solve some of these problems, not just in isolation as one community. Yes. So we were talking earlier, and it was really intriguing, your background and how you came into this position. Talk, talk a little bit about okay. that. Okay, happy to. Um, so uh, I have been, as I said, working on these these data issues for, for many years, but before I joined Treasury, um, I had the pleasure of leading the Government Performance Task Force on the Senate Budget Committee, a bipartisan effort to try to get better data to inform decision-making in Congress. So it was really a great, I mean, I was there for six years, it was a, it was a great position, I enjoyed it very much, but as part of that, we passed a number of uh, reform initiatives, including the Government Performance and Results Modernization Act in 2010, and then also the Data Act in 2014. So I had the privilege of helping to support and drive the uh, Data Act passage through Congress and then came to Treasury to help lead the wow. implementation government-wide. Wow. So seeing, seeing that initiative from start <laughs> to finish, you know, we introduced the Data Act initially uh, in 2011 and then seeing, you know, following it for eight years mm-hmm. <laughs> has been a, quite a journey. And seeing the progress that we've made, I mean, you know, government doesn't generally work that fast, but I think we've made huge strides in data over the last eight years that, um, you know, I, I want to see more of um, in bringing all of that information, publishing it. And now something that we've started at Treasury is a data lab that's a sister site to USA Spending, where we're, we're trying to jumpstart the use of this information to get others, you know, there's homelessness analysis in there that's bringing together performance and statistical information and and showing how all this data can be leveraged for public good. And I'm really excited about the promise of what we've done. You're letting people hack that data? Is that Yes, people have been hacking it. You know, lots of, there have been activity like that. I mean, I think we want folks Mm -hmm. to uh, really embrace it and use the information. And I actually think, you know, you look back at the history of financial reporting, Treasury's been doing financial reporting since 1789. So we've been at it for a bit. So we have a lot of existing Mm -hmm. reporting requirements that are out there. And there's sort of the financial statements, all the the traditional financial reporting that began with the CFO Act of 1990, which is coming up Mm -hmm. on its 30th anniversary and a time of reflection, I think, on the progress Mm -hmm. made of that work. But we've also had all these open data initiatives and transparency efforts like the Data Act or other recent legislation that, that Congress has passed. And so how we kind of bring all that information together and present it in a way for the public that's much more clear. I mm-hmm. mean, PDFs are not, you know, best in practice anymore. <laughs> we need to make things machine readable and we need right. to make it uh, downloadable mm-hmm. and searchable. And we want to drill down. They want to have that experience online. So one of the things that we've done recently on the on the data lab is to show, we, we took some of our longstanding data and we created America's Guide to Federal Finance. So you can go online, you can see how much we spent, $4 trillion last year from the federal government, how much we collected, $3.3 trillion, where those funds come from and drill down and find that information. We also have information on the debt and deficit. You know, there's $21 trillion worth of debt that we're holding. The public mm-hmm. should have clear information about what that means for them yes. and also the deficit numbers each year. So trying to put that information in new formats that and, and try to test that uh, with the public is something that we've been doing on the data lab, getting feedback on that so that we can really add to how we think about all of this reporting and mm-hmm. rationalize it uh, and, and yeah. embrace technology as we as we think of that moving forward. Talk a little bit about that Hill perspective now that you bring to the executive branch. There's always a bit of push and pull where the executive executive branch doesn't think they need the legislation, the legislators want to let, you know. So do you think that we would be where we are with data if there had not been the Data Act? Do you see, is, is there a way to collaborate more to, to really move, move government forward? Yeah, you know, I think that... Um you know, obviously, deadlines matter sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there was a very um, 
seemed like a long implementation time frame when I was on the Hill, but on this side, it seemed like a very short time frame to implement, which is about three years to develop all the standards and get all this new data up for the Data Act, which we met in 2017. We met that deadline. I think without that statutory deadline from Congress, it would have been hard to achieve that and get the momentum to get over 100 federal agencies to adopt these new standards and comply with reporting and stand up an infrastructure to, to do that. So I think obviously that played a factor at those deadlines really did drive some of the advancements that we made in that space. I think there's always opportunities for the executive and legislative branches to come together. We all need to use this information and the data. And so if there are refinements needed into what we're doing and, and, and to look at some of the structures, some of the way we define different, you know, structures and how you uh, get access to information. If, you know, our, we, we seek input. We want to make it useful to every stakeholder, including Congress. So if there's ways that they can give us feedback, we would welcome it. Amy, thanks very much for joining us. It's been great to talk to you and get that both sides perspective, legislative and executive branch. Appreciate you joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. I just want to go on the record and say, if there are any personnel actions that have anything to do with Fed heads in the coming weeks, I'm not involved at all. No, I was just thinking that maybe it's time for a three-man booth, Francis. No, I mean, no, no, I, no, I, no. I, I love you, but oh, it, darn. It, more than one so, other person is just mm-hmm. too much. Well, I appreciate this opportunity, and uh, maybe I'll just send uh, Robert on assignment more. Well, that's that's your deal, not mine. There we go. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>